Ray Daniels is saying that he'd rather get an artist who wants clout versus one that just has talent because the talent artist is going to constantly talk about, well, I got talent. I got talent. And that's what everybody, that's what all the old heads, that's including music fans and such. What y'all do is that y'all shut out the people who are trying, who are clout, but they're the ones that's winning. And your talented friends are losing because a lot of you guys who want to say y'all want to see talent, y'all don't know how to grab your fucking camera phone and showcase and turn it on and put it on there and showcase that artist, that instrumentalist, that guitarist, that bassist, that drummer. Y'all don't showcase their talent, right? You guys go in there and you could go online and y'all sit up here and y'all will complain and complain about how they're not, y'all don't, the, the, the record industry don't talk about talent. They don't care about talent. No, they want, you, if you got the talent, then you showcase it. You showcase it by having that little, this little device right here. What's up, y'all? Harkos here with the Music Making Sense Podcast. And with me, as always, is the one, the only Mohawk man, Dapper Dan, man with the plan, whatever the fuck you want to call him, KP. How the hell you doing today, KP? I am good, man. Uh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was delayed. <laughs> I know, it's going to be kind of late. Yeah, that was a little delayed. <laughs> Everybody, take your bows, take your bows. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> this is the long one, too. I love this one, though. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it killed me with a long one at the beginning of the show. All right. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> fuck people. All right, so <laughs> how you doing today, KP? Doing all um, right, man? Oh yeah, bro. I just uh, you know, um, do have some. I, I hate doing this, but we do have some. I I do have to mention it because it's it it's a very tragic um moment in time for a lot of the people here in the um local um. Uh, Washington um Pacific Northwest metal scene um just lost uh lost a very uh pretty much um a pillar in the community um uh, Tony Delicio uh, former guitarist of a band Mechanism um we just lost they just just lost him uh it was uh, a couple of days ago and um I, for me, it's hard because Tony and I didn't get along, and it mm. actually we it's, it's well I'll say this we we started off getting along and then it ended up we ended up having a fallout and never we never we never recovered from it so you know and when I got the news. I um I responded to it in a very I would I would definitely say in a vulgarly compassionate in a very very vulgarly and very non compassionate way. And mm. I I feel bad about it because it was just the way I responded to it. It was it was 
it was pretty cold-hearted, y'all. And right. You know, I, I can't sit here and act like, you know, and the thing is that I, I can't sit here and pretend like it, like, I can't pretend that that fallout between him and I didn't affect me in the long, in the long run because it did. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't, to his family, I mean, my condolences definitely goes out to them. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. Kind like, of I don't know sideways. how. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It really does. It hits <clears throat> me sideways, man. And I'm just like. Yeah. No, so, I get that because you had adversity with him and stuff like that. And so with the adversity, you're like, oh, well, now, you know, now his family's in pain and blah, blah, blah. How should I feel? I get, I get where you're coming from with that, man. You know, because as a as a human, you know, you want to be compassionate and stuff like that to people. And, you know, when you have, uh, you know, bad will towards somebody while they're alive, when they pass, sometimes it can be confusing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've never had that happen. The closest thing I've ever had to that happen was when John McCain passed. I, uh, I'm, I'm still happy about that, but you know, I do feel for his family's loss, but I'm not, I don't feel for our nation's loss. Cause I feel like we won, uh, with him out of the picture, but there's yeah. 20 people that took his place as Warhawks. So, you know, that's why I didn't like him was from his Warhawk standpoint. Um, you know, you know, him going from having the nickname songbird McCain when he was a POW in Vietnam to, having no problem making all kinds of money, sending everybody else's kids into war for decades after that, you know, it's kind of, kind of hits you sideways. Uh, you know, yeah, we're both veterans. So you kind of know on talking about that. So, you know, but you know, it's, it's part of the machine, unfortunately that, you know, even though he's out of the picture, I mean, you know, dumbass Lindsey Graham and all the other people just like all of them are still rocking and rolling with all this stuff, you know? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, is but crazy. yeah, yeah, but I mean, so but, right. but that's kind of like a public figure, you know, you're talking about somebody local that you've actually had a personal relationship with. So I'm sure that's, that's hella conflicting, you know, because you did start out positive and then it went negative, you know what I'm saying? So you got the confliction right there just between your relationship with him, you know, there's something yeah. that, you know, obviously I never had with John McCain. So, right. yeah, I can see how that could be, that could be fucked up, man. A lot of people go through stuff like that all the time, yeah. you know? And yeah, I think, I think, I think you having the confliction is actually a positive thing because if you were just straight anger with it the whole time or anything like that, then, you know, you could just kind of be like, man, like, you told me there was no positive attribute about this dude. You right. know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. but you did have a positive because you started out with it first. So I get where you got the confliction. Yeah. And it hurts because it's like, it's the way that it went down. And I mean, I've told you about, you know, what my, my experience in the, in the metal community. And he was a part of that. And just, and that's where like, for me, it's like, it's it, it it does it does hurt because it's like I'm feeling like damn yeah because it's like you know and then I just feel like damn man you know am I like just a couple days I'm just thinking in my head like damn dude am I being this 
being this cold about it to where it was just, it's been difficult for me to sleep. All right, y'all, Harkos here. I just want to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence on twitter or x this will definitely help you out like i said i got 10 blog websites with 10 different twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month you can be right there with them getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online so make sure you hit me up right now musicmakingsensepod.com hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion all right let's get back to the episode mm. You know, and I've been thinking about that a lot. And then, you know, um, person that told me doesn't really want to talk with me right now. And, but, and that's a different than that. And that's different because that is different because now it's dealing with, you know, family. Right. So, yeah, it's just. <sighs> I can get that, man. I mean, that's yeah, kind of a low just, point, but. It is. It's really, it really is. Cause I just don't know, like. I don't know where to stand. I don't know how to feel. I don't, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm just, and then just recently with me, you know, saying, just admitting and dealing with the fact that I'm not as good of a drummer that I really want to be. I realized, you know, and it, it was like, I just feel like, I just feel kind of like a bit of a failure mm. right now. And I know that it's going to take, it's going to take me sitting down and, and, and writing some lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know now, like right now I know that I need to write because mm -hmm. I'm in that place where it's like, I, I, like that's where I know I need to express my feelings the most and through my vocals, you know? Yeah. And that's why music I, like, is great therapy, man. It is. And, and and the thing is that, and shout out to my homeboy, Bradley Jen, Jen, man. I got a little upset with him too, because on my TikTok, I had shared a couple videos of me drumming. And mm. one of the questions he asked me was, have I ever tried practicing to a click track? And I felt a little insulted by that because I am an advocate of one who likes using click tracks. So mm -hmm. I was a little, little bothered by it. So I showed it and then he said something and this was his message to me. He said, it seemed, and I said, you know, I practice. So what, what makes you think I wouldn't? And he said, because mm -hmm. it seems like you're all over the place. You're trying to do so much. And he was like, just stick with what you what you, the best with what you're best at like go with the best right. ability i took that i took that personally and i took it as failure 
So I my rebut mm. I rebuttal against what he said. And his response to me was after that, whatever I have to tell myself, I was livid. <laughs> and but then Yeah, I could see that. Oh, dude, I was fucking living. I was, what the that's, fuck yeah, well, that's kind of like a con right? that's like a confront. Yeah, it's like a confrontational way of right. discussing a situation. Yeah. Mm. But at the same time, it made me realize, like, goddamn, he's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really did. It was like mm. at that moment when I saw that, and I started getting. I said, "He's right, though." Mm -hmm. And that's when I just said, "You know what?" And I realized as I'm be practicing, I stress out more. And I started thinking See, when you, about when you practice when your I'm drums, you stress drums, out more. I stress hmm. out more because I'm so because I'm trying to get it right. Mm. It just doesn't kind of like flow. And, it doesn't click. and you don't like that part. Mm. And I hate that. And that's the thing I needed to say to myself. It was like one of those moments where it was like, okay, Coley. You're a vocalist. Hmm. You're a front man. You dress. You act. You are. This is. You are a front man, dude. You know. Hmm. You, I mean, you can sit there and try to play all the instruments you want. I've tried to play guitar. I've tried playing bass ever since I was six years old. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I have been able to do better than anybody in my family or anybody I've ever been in a band with is get in front of that stage and be and be the front man, be the vocalist. Right. It's what I do. And I haven't focused on that. And then also realizing another thing, and then thanks to being around you, I realize I do have the gift of, of rapping. <laughs> I just okay. don't focus on it, right? Because I got, because, and, and the reason I stopped focusing on it because I started looking at myself as a stereotype and I was afraid of that. And I got, and I want to steer away from being that knowing the fact that I can rap as well. So you wanted to break stereotypes intentionally and be like, no, I'm not just another black man who can rap. I'm a black man. Or sit up there on the mic metal and sing singer. and dance. Right. I was. Yeah, but you're like, like I'm that. a metal frontman. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So you're trying, you're trying to hyper define yourself and break through all stereotypes. Yeah. That that makes sense. I kind of, I kind, I mean, you know, me and you are uniquely opposite in that kind of a way, where mm -hmm. you know. I've kind of felt that way as well too. Obviously, like I can't sing, so I don't have that dichotomy of both things that you can do as an option like you do. But like with with me, you know, being a white dude in hip hop and stuff like that, it you know, I feel I feel like that. It's like, man, like 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 for instance, I th so so you intentionally want to break the stereotype by saying, "Hey, I don't want to focus on rap. I'm gonna focus on fucking hardcore metal shit because that I love is the, like where nothing thing, is." But I love the feel. But, you love but it. I love rap. <clears throat> I love rap and metal, mm -hmm. and that's the I love Limp right. Biscuit. That's why I love Limp mm -hmm. Biscuit and Corn. And when they came out, but mm -hmm. as time went on, I wanted to go into the harder edge, more Lamb of God stuff because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be pigeonholed as just the black guy who another can one in right but yeah it was taken away and, from it's actually taken away from who i truly am as well as mm -hmm. as a as a whole when it comes to being a performer and a musician 
Right. Yeah. And like, I think that's unique. The reason I said it, like you're kind of doing it intentionally to break out of that, like subconsciously or, or regular consciously. I think that that's interesting because like, for me, like I said, a white dude in hip hop, I almost instinctual, almost reflexively do not like white hip hop artists. Right. Like almost reflexively. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm like, no, they're fucking garbage. Just because like, I, I try to focus on myself as like, Hey, look, I'm not going to be like any of them. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, I, I can totally. I, I'm see not that. like any yeah. of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I'm not the 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 wannabe black dude. You know that you see half the time and everything like mm -hmm. that. I'm not. You know none of that shit. I'm just me. I'm just right. here, and I'm not like any of them. So like you know, like that's why people people listen to my stuff. They can't they can't say. Oh, I hear Eminem influence on you, or oh, I hear Mac Lee's mm -hmm. influence on you, or oh, I hear Ritz influence on you, or oh, I yep. hear like they can't maybe Mac Miller influence, but I was I didn't start listening to Mac Miller until like a year or two ago. You know what I'm saying? So like you can maybe say since me and him kind of look alike, you know, from a side angle or something like that. You know, R.I.P. to him, obviously, but like mm -hmm. me and him were kind of similar with vibes, but even he was on a whole other thing than what I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. The difference between everything is, is I so I, I kind of reflexively do that as well. So I kind of know what you're talking about with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. and it's crazy that we when we go through that, and that's why, like you know, I, that's why it's so I mean, it's so important that you know we do what we do because right. there are so many artists out there who are like you or not. And yeah, we go through absolutely. those identity and the thing is that what we face, what that is, is that it's like identity crisis. You know what I'm saying? And because Pretty we much. want, because visually, because visually what we want people, we want people to like see inside out. We want them to like see the whole picture, right? Of who we are, but we want them to see that we're not just a cookie cutter. Right. But the thing mm -hmm. is, is that we have like, and, and what I realize is that, in order for me to truly cultivate in my craft and for people to become connected, more connected to it, hmm. that's where your true skills come in. And right. and it's cool that here we as we, you guys see we got uh Wendy we got this video of the shout out to the independent um podcast crew, but mm -hmm. we you guys see we got Wendy Day um as a host on uh, or as a guest on here and um she's talking about how artists may how we as artists can make independent artists can make money and yeah if you guys absolutely follow and, her, yeah yeah if you guys yeah yeah so. Yeah, yeah. If you've ever followed her, so when, so here's another thing. When I yeah. <laughs> when I first heard about Wendy Day, one of my guys was put me on. He's like, "Yo, you need to check out Wendy Day. She knows what the fuck she's talking about." I first mm -hmm. saw her, and the first clip I saw was her kind of being like a little bitchy for some reason, right? She had like an extra attitude in the clip I was at, and I'm just like, "Man, this snooty ass fucking white bitch thing, and she knows some shit about music. Get the fuck out of here!" Right? That's my initial <laughs> thing, right? But mm -hmm. that was like a couple years ago, and so then now. Over the last six months or so, maybe maybe a little bit more than that, I've seen her on a couple of other things. And like at first, I saw a couple of clips when she was on with Brand Man, and mm -hmm. um, so then I, I started listening. I listened to that whole episode, and then I, I got a whole different perspective on her. And then yeah. now I've listened to multiple other times when she's on and everything like that, and I have a totally different perspective. But it was my reflex. 
know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? For some reason, like I'm, I'm very reflexive, not just to white people in hip hop, but like I'm very reflexive to my first impression of people. And mm. if it, and, and I got to, I got to make sure I get myself past that and where I go, let me give it a second chance. Right. I, I got to right. at least give it a second chance. Right. Because my first reflex, sometimes it's a hundred percent on and sometimes it's not, you know, it just kind of is what it is. And, um, but yeah, so like, that's what we initially wanted to come talk about. But I think how you started off was really, really good, man. Um, I actually thought we were just going to kind of keep going and just never get to this clip until the next episode, but, <laughs> but we'll, we'll go ahead and cover it. So, but yeah, so, so yeah. So the independent podcast, it's spelled N D P N D N T. There's no vowels. No vowels. Those are, <laughs> those are, those are illegal now in fucking in, in the younger generation now. Um, no, no more putting vowels in. You can only use numbers as vowels or as other letters. But anyway, yeah, so the independent funny. podcast it is Nick D, who um, is very, very interesting. I've been studying Nick D a lot here lately. And mm -hmm. um, like what we were just talking about, it's been having me look inside myself and all the things that I've been talking about here on Music Making Sense podcast and check myself and see if I still feel the same way I do about things like streaming. So for those of y'all who don't know, Nick D started taking music seriously as trying to make it a career in 2019. And mm -hmm. as of 2023, like towards the end of 2023, he was getting 3 million streams a day on Spotify. Wow. Okay. And that is a lot of streams a day for the, for just for reference, they say for every 1 million streams you get on Spotify, you get between three and $4,000. So multiply that by, by three, he's getting roughly 10 ish thousand dollars a yeah. day off of streaming on Spotify only. That doesn't count everywhere else. Um, he mainly operates on TikTok, So, you know, TikTok gets the royalties in there as well, too. So he's fine with money. And what I like about him now that I've gotten to, you know, find out a little bit more about him is he is kind of like me. He has a farm in the middle of West Virginia and he doesn't fucking do live shows. He doesn't tour. He doesn't do none of that shit. He just puts out music, puts out content, spends time with his family, chill with his fucking farm and everything, lives his simple ass life, right? Yeah, he's making a fuck ton of money, but he doesn't spend it on a lot of things. Like he spends it on things that I would spend it on land and, you know, assets and stuff like that, you know, but it's really, really interesting. So he, um, you know, he started making music and stuff like that. And then he started a podcast called Freddie Podcast, which again is spelled really weird. It's F-R-D-I. Um, he started the Freddie podcast and that was just him and one of his friends just sitting around talking shit. All right. All right. All right. Y'all. I just want to take a quick break right here to tell you about something hot and spicy. And no, I'm not talking about that Latina thing that you saw on Tinder the other day. I'm talking about hot sauce and not just any hot sauce, but Tennessee hot sauce co. All right. I personally know the owner of Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, and I've seen him grow this company from just something that he would sell a few bottles at the local farmer's market to something that can ship all across the United States now, all right? And you guys have a unique opportunity right now to save 20% by using the code MMCPOD when you check out on any order over at Tennessee Hot Sauce Company's website, all right? That's tnhotsauceco.com. Make sure you all go check them out and use the code MMCPOD over at checkout and save 20%. You guys got to check this out, all right? They have all kinds of great 
great flavors. My personal favorite is Poblano Jalapeno. It has a mild kick to it because I'm a little bit of a bitch when it comes to spices, but it has great, great flavor. I put it on all kinds of stuff. I put it on steaks. I put it on burgers when I'm cooking them. I put it on tacos and enchiladas, stuff like that as well too. But I've tried many of these other flavors like the garlic habanero, and the honey habanero, the blood orange ghost, and the pineapple habanero. Now the pineapple habanero was one that really, really snuck up on me because it had a great sweet flavor of the pineapple and it wasn't nothing overbearing, but it had a very, very good flavor to it. And then all of a sudden, boom! I got hit in the ass with a habanero and I had to go grab some milk, all right? But these are some great flavors and they have all kinds of different options. They have the collection, which has the full lineup of all six of their most popular sauces. They also have different subscription boxes. You have a three sauce option, a four sauce option, yearly and bi-yearly options available as well too for the boxes. Then you also have all kinds of other new flavors that they have that I've never tried. Yet. I actually got to get that shipment in here soon of the barrel aged whiskey and the mustard dill scorpion. Those are two that look very, very interesting and I want to try them out. One thing I did try is one of their new options that they have here, which is the poblano jalapeno beef jerky. But like I said, I love the poblano jalapeno sauce. And whenever I tried this jerky, no bullshit, I ate the whole bag before I can even sit down and shoot this promo right here. All right. And so luckily I know the owner, like I said, so I got another bag on the way but y'all gotta go check it out and he also told me they got some more flavors coming out of the jerky as soon as they get operations up and running on that brand new venture right there all right so again make sure y'all go over tnhotsauceco.com use promo code mmcpod at checkout and save 20% on your order and on top of that orders $50 and over are free shipping in the United States so again make sure you go check this out small Small batch, small brand, but powerful flavors, Tennessee Hot Sauce Company. Now, let's get back to the show. Right? Right. Nothing about music promotion, just just being real people, right? And mm -hmm. he started seeing organic crossover between those things because his right. music was speaking to a similar audience that his podcast was organically, right? And so then he started pointing that and stuff and kind of grew from there. But the independent podcast is him and uh, somebody else he knows in music. They actually those people actually live in Las Vegas. Um, I can't remember their name, but they're on the screen here. We'll show them on the left. Uh, it's a husband and wife couple and stuff like that. The husband makes music. The couple, the wife is more like a managerial and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the independent she's podcast, the one that, it, she was the one that said that uh, was that was this was the couple that said um, make your content first, then create the song. Looks like oh, that's the lady. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. That that's what they they talk about that quite a bit. And so so Nick D he has his Freddie podcast, which is kind of a bullshit one, but he's got Freddie for artists, which is a dope one as well too. And what's really okay. interesting is it only has about twelve thousand subscribers to it, and he sits there and just fucking spits game as a person who's literally done it in the last couple of years, went from fucking wow. zero to hero in the space of mm -hmm. of streaming and everything and content. And he's yeah. like sitting there just talking about boom, 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 boom. He had one with Adam Ivy that happened towards the end of 2023 as well, yeah, too. I, um, I suggest you guys check that out as well. We might actually Definitely. cover that in the future because I, that one was a really, really good one as well, too. Um, but mm -hmm. this one right here, they had Windy Day on um, the independent podcast. The, the title of it is called How to Make Money as an Independent Artist with Windy Day Independent Podcast, right? 
So that's kind of what we're titling this episode as well, too, is how to make uh, money as an independent artist with Windy Day. Not only to kind of try to hijack off of the um, the meta data on that title with it already getting pulled up with other people, but also to give you guys a reference that that's what you can search up to find the full link thing. I'll even have the clip, the the link in the description where you're listening right here and stuff but um depending on how long we go here today um we might not get to everything that i had written down while i was listening i listened to this last night for the first time and then i listened to it again today all the way through and today when i was listening through i got about like 10 different um points within the video that i wanted to cover we may or may not get to all of them but it's definitely a dope listen you guys need to check it out um you know, Nick D has, like I said, I've been really challenging my views on streaming now that I've been listening to what he's saying and what he's doing. And I know just by trying to step outside of myself that some of it has to do with the fact of how much money he's making and how he's making it non-traditionally. Because yes, he's doing it off of streaming, but he's not doing it in any of the ways that anybody else is doing it. He is making content with his music in the background, and that's it. He's not doing, out now, stream now, go buy my shit, none, none of that. He creates content and puts it out. That's it. And, and one thing that he does as well, too, is he waits for people to actually put the like make a comment that says, where can I find this track? Or this track is awesome. Or, you know, where, you know, something like that What's the name of this track. And then he'll go and pin that comment and type in, you know, the name of it or the link or whatever, because, you know, all these social media platforms, they actually devalue your content. If you're trying to get people to go somewhere else. And so if it's not entertainment only, the algorithm will pick that up because they have real AI that run these social media platforms and streaming platforms and stuff like that, right? And so it actually takes full transcription of everything that you say, as well as it takes the, it finds any words that are in the screen and takes those out as well too, right? And it yep. analyzes all of that data and it sees, okay, what are they trying to do within this content? Are they trying to entertain or are they trying to or sell? What, yep. Yeah, or educate, right? Are you trying to entertain, educate, or sell, right? Well, if you're trying to sell, they devalue that because guess what? If you want to sell, they want your fucking money for ads. But if you're entertaining or educating, that's what the platform is mainly there for. They'll push that as organic, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to reach through to some artists and trying to get them to kind of catch on to that, right? Because I've been mm -hmm. listening to that and it really, really hits with me. I'm like, dude, that's fucking on point right 100 percent on point and i think that you know a lot of the reason i was so hesitant to turn away from streaming is because i'm like man you gotta try to push people you know it's it's hella like sales it's not all about it, it's about conversion it's not about entertaining well then once nick telling me like not obviously not directly but you know him saying like hey entertain first everything else comes later and he's shown that over the last like three years i'm like okay, let me blend everything that I got going on. So I am constantly educating myself and checking my own feeling and knowledge on certain things and then kind of going from there. Um, one thing that I've kind of came up with based on stuff that he's been talking about is 
So my original content strategy has been that artists should plan to release one music video per month and then take clips out of that, post those once a week or so in order to get it moving and then have other, you know, non-music related interest-based Interest, yeah. content that goes along with that. I still stick with that. However, one thing that they've been doing that's interesting is he's been creating the music and he creates a decent amount of music, right? He creates a lot more because he's 100% self-funded so he can just sit and create all day, right? A lot of us, yeah. we got regular jobs, families, all that shit. He's got a family too, but like a lot of us got regular jobs. He doesn't have that. So he has a little bit more of a luxury for that. But is what he does is he puts out the music with just standard short form content. He puts it on all the platforms, right? He mainly focuses on TikTok, but he puts the same shit out everywhere else. But he, when he puts it out everywhere else, he doesn't have the TikTok logo. That's key as well too. All the other platforms, if they see that TikTok logo on there, they will devalue your shit. So make it be, make it original content on all the platforms. That Water way, marks, it has yeah. the yeah don't have the watermarks and shit like that in there anyway so what he does is he runs it up and then whatever song is doing really really well then mm -hmm. he'll go and put a music video out for that and then take clips of that and put it out blah 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 and stuff like that so he's he's testing different songs to see what resonate well and he's still creating video content for it i'm not saying don't do that because he's still right. creating creative video content for that putting it out there people are resonating with it and then they're going over and streaming and then after a little bit, he figures out which one could deserve a music video. Then he puts the resources, time, energy, and everything like that behind it, then puts that out, and then it revitalizes that song. So he's stretching a song longer than what it would traditionally traditionally go. And he's even basically doing like a free, almost free beta test of songs before he actually puts the stuff out there. Because not only is it feeding his content, but then also he can see and he can test. And right. I'm like, fuck, dude. And so I'm like revamping all my shit. And I got an announcement here, too. I mean, I thought we were going to start out kind of like this. But KP wanted to talk about um, what, what he did talk about, which I, you know, I'm 100% behind him on talking about that because that's definitely some real shit. Um, but I want to make an announcement. So what I decided to do was I actually had a producer the other day who hit me up and was like, or no, he made a post or whatever about he was looking for people to like hop on a hook on his track or whatever. He's like, I write, I write, but I don't rap and I don't sing I'm looking for people to hop on hooks so I can sell my beats. And I'm like, yes. Okay, cool. Somebody's on the right track. Right. <laughs> and so I fucking messaged him. I was like, Hey man, I can help you out with the hook. No problem. Right. And mm -hmm. I don't even know if he listened to my music before. Right. So he was like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, just hop on this or whatever. Here's the lyrics I wrote. And I'm like, okay. Cause he don't, I don't think he knows my voice. Cause I never talked to him yet. Like we had a, okay. um, a one-on-one -on -one schedule, but he had to cancel cause of personal issues. And then we never really got that back up on track yet. But anyway, right. He, um, so I put that out or whatever, and I gave him two different versions for the hook. Cause I was kind of hearing two different things. And then mm -hmm. he comes back to me. He goes, bro, I like that first one can you turn that second one into a verse though? And I'm like, okay, cool. And so then I put it onto a verse and now I'm like on this track with some other random fucking artist that I don't know that he knows or whatever is going to be on it or whatever. And okay, boom, done deal. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, well, okay, how about I just start offering to do free hooks for artists or no, for producers in order to kind of build a relationship, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, look, right. let me hop on a hook for you and everything like that. 100% free. You, you just take it. Run with it, right? Do whatever you want with it. 
And just me getting out, just give me my name recognition. That's all I, you know, that's all I care for. If you want to give me split, okay, cool. But bare minimum, give me my, put my name on it, right? That gives me my name recognition. Plus I'm doing good favor with them. Well, then I, I, I had like a couple of people hit me up about that. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, well, one of the people that hit me up on the producer one is an artist. And he's like, well, I'm not a producer, but I got something I want you to hop on a hook with me. I'm like, okay, no problem. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, okay, how about this? And so I put it out. I was like, artists, if you want a hook, I'm doing hooks absolutely for free. Let me know. Right. And I posted that last night at like 1230. Right. I posted mm-hmm. that at like 1230. Right. I wake up this morning at like seven. I had fucking eight comments on there from artists. Like, yo, what's your email? What's your email? What's your email? What's your email? Right. And so, <laughs> so, so I reached out to them via direct message. Some of them I've already had contact with, with, you know, getting them in the network or just talking to them about marketing. Some of them I haven't. So right. obviously it was a good way for me to kind of talk, start talking to them about that. But anyway, I just like, okay, let's keep it business for now. Once I come back, then we can kind of go from there and you know, everything like that. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm going to put out these fucking hooks for these people and stuff like that. Done deal. Mm-hmm. Hooks are pretty simple. It's not a lot of time consumption. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of whatever I feel. And what's interesting is, is that all of these people that have sent me stuff so far, it's just a plain beat. So it's like a beat that they, they're trying to figure out how to start. Cause like I've asked them, I'm like, okay, do you already have a verse? Do you already have an idea, a mood, anything like that? They're like, mm-hmm. no, just kind of go with what you want or whatever. And I'll go based off of that. And I'm like, okay. All right, cool. This is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And but I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, cool. And like at the same time, two days ago, whenever I was trying to tell people about, hey, put out content, and everything like that. Like when I was getting on this Nick D kick, listening to what he's been doing, like I've been diving deep into it, and I'm getting really hyped. I'm like, yo, this is what people need to be doing, right? And whether it transforms over into streaming revenue or not is a different story. If it does, take that money, put it more into marketing, right? Keep doubling that shit up. But I'm like, okay, I actually, I actually was so frustrated on Friday night that I was posting some fucking wild shit, like telling people, um, use your phone for more than DM and thoughts and capping all day, film a video for your music and put that shit out. Right. And so, so yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like, I was saying, I was saying like shit like that. I'm like, and then like, I was like, you need to put out content. And one of the guys that I know that actually lives in the same town I do, he was like, man, I got, I got all kinds of tracks, man. I got ideas for the visual and stuff like that. I just need to get a good solid camera. I'm like, no, dude, you have a fucking phone that shoots in 4k. You don't need a fucking thing. And so I got all upset and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to take all my music I currently have, as well as anything that comes from me working with all these producers and other artists and stuff like that. I'm just going to start creating short form content for all of it. And I'm going to do it in batches, right? And I'm going to I'm going to actually film the process, right? I'm going to document the process. And so right. what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out with my phone. I'm going to have my kid help me and stuff like that. He's going to hold it for me, basically, right? And I'm going to create a free mini course on how to create TikTok music videos. That's how I'm going to label it, right? And so basically right. what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out on different locations and you know, take a couple of different shirts or something like that with me, right? Something simple and go out and spend an hour and film different, you know, one-time run-throughs of a song, of different songs and stuff like that in different locations and stuff like that. Spend like an hour or two 
document the process of me doing it with a cell phone, shooting it up and down, right? And then I'm going to use a free software called CapCut that you can download onto your phone. If you want to, if you have an iPhone, you want to use iMovie, it's similar, but you can get CapCut too, right? Use yeah. CapCut. It's got presets and effects and it, it'll automatically generate the words up on the screen. And I'm going to show people how that you can use your phone that you already have, that you're already paying for. You can shoot a music video for your shit. You can edit it down to 30 second clips and you can fucking edit it in CapCut absolutely for free, post it up on your content. And if you go out and you spend an hour or two on one of your off days and you shoot video content for six or seven tracks, and then you can chop those up into five to six different pieces of short form content, you got over 30 pieces of content right like that simple easy and you can start getting it moving and the thing with TikTok and all these other platforms as well too is that they monetize off of your shit if you got it with distro kid right facebook yeah. instagram youtube shorts um and distro TikTok. Kid has you distro vid too mm -hmm. well there's that too so you can, yeah and yeah me and yeah I'm that's saying, not 100 percent necessary but yes but yeah but, would, but no, what i'm would, saying I is is that would, you though. put that out Right. But if you put that out, like on TikTok, they have a direct link now to where when you put your video in, you can direct link it with your song on Spotify. So if yeah. people are watching your video and they're like, oh, I like that, they click one button and it takes them directly to Spotify. Right. And that's intentional that TikTok wants to happen because they have a partnership. Right. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff right there. It's quick easy content that you can do to engage with the people and then like what nick does when you see one song really taking off then you're like okay this is really taking off in not just engagement but with my fan base growing as well as my fucking money coming in on the streams now you have that business incentive in order to actually invest a couple hundred dollars or however much you want to into an official music video put that out there boom now you just revitalize that song a month later after it was popping Right. Yeah. And you'll retarget the same people and stuff. Anyway, I'm creating the thing like that. And it's going to be a free course. Just give me a, a month or two on that because I want to show nice. the starting. I want to show the starting from zero. I want to show because I haven't posted shit on any of my Harcos music stuff in months. And so I want to show, look, my engagement is dead. I haven't posted a single fucking thing in months. Let's start from fucking fresh. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't have very many followers on all my shit either. So, but then we so can start that. building out, but we can, so then we can, so then what we can do since we're as, as, uh, the, with the, as, as us on the um, MMC, the MMC podcast mm -hmm. team, what I can start doing is that now, since when you start doing that, is that we can start, I can start doing promotion, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I could you know, yep. start doing a lot more promotion and, um, and just getting people aware, getting eyes on it. Right. And that's mm -hmm. the thing, like, and it's, and it's cool that you brought that up because now we, we can, um, one of the things I was looking at within this video, um, and you're, you kind of, you're putting it on there. Um, I don't know if this is the part where, where Wendy was, um, telling us about herself or was she like, uh, going into. Um, what, it, I have this, this first one, this first one is the part, uh, about just like content in general. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I have some other things in here. What what part did you yeah. think about off the top of your head? Well, just yeah, I wanted to watch that part because there's some because the reason mm -hmm. I was thinking because I was just watching I was I posted a uh comment. This is where she's kind of she's talking about the same thing I was just saying, where she was talking yeah. about looking at the data and she loves data and she's mm -hmm. a data nerd. And so like back in the day when she started, she didn't have data and now she's got all this data, so it helps her do her job way better. Yeah. So let's go ahead and watch that part. Yeah. And see when, and All right. Yeah, can... absolutely. So I come from an era 
in the music industry where we didn't have that, right? Like when, when I started, it was all gut. And that's a really shitty way to run a company. That's a really <laughs> shitty way to, to make investments, right? But it was all like you put out a song, you test it, and you feel that it might go. Therefore, you put millions of dollars behind it. It's, it's mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. most archaic insane system and now first we test songs like yeah. i i run uh facebook ads uh excuse me instagram ads and google ads on you know like five or six songs at a time so mm. when i'm dropping music i know what's which one's going to do better than mm-hmm, which one mm-hmm. so i already know kind of the budget and my artists all have budgets let's let's be real about it yeah. but i already kind of know which song is going to react and which aren't when we drop them and then I work with a lot of younger artists um, in the black community where video matters quite a bit. Not, mm-hmm. not. I'm not talking about like BET videos. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about content, like videos that tell a little bit of the backstory. You know, where they're from, what they're working on, mm. who they're hanging out with, how, what's their recording process? Do they smoke weed? Do they, you know, were they a good student? Were they an athlete? So we're, we're telling a lot of stories with our videos as well. Oof, and I then love storytelling. I do too. It's my I do favorite too. thing. And I love hearing stories. Like I like telling them and hearing them. So I'm one of those two for people, but um, my market, like music videos still matter. Not so much. Like we don't tell, we don't tell the story of the song the way we did back in the MTV days. We don't do that anymore. We share the image of the artist because for my artists, image is everything. So we have to be able to translate that, which is another reason why we do every other week. When you're um, previewing songs on Google ads and Instagram ads, how long typically are you letting those sets? Weeks? Because I know like Facebook ads take like what, a couple days to at least get cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Exactly. And during yeah, we that run time, are you running pre-save spend, campaigns? Say it again. Are you running pre-save campaigns while you're testing the music? No. Or? Got no. It. no. Um, that's not true. On some artists, I am, but for the most part, no. Yeah. Um, we're spending about $200. We're not spending a lot mm-hmm. of money testing those Just songs. Just a little test to see what reacts. Yes. And it's, it's, and it's sort of like, it reminds me of Groundhog Day because it's really kind of the same video five times. Mm. It's usually the artist <laughs> in the studio or the artist in their car. I don't want to have a great video because I don't want, I don't want people watching the video because it's a great video. Mm. I, want, mm-hmm. I want them listening to the mm. song. Wow. And if there was a way for me to do it without the video, I would. Right, but right. there's not. People just don't click on it when the movement isn't there. So we shoot kind of sort of the same video five times with five different songs Mm. just to get a feel. And Mm -hmm. the numbers can be really, really different. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing to me. All right, y'all. Let me take a quick break right here to tell you about something that's completely fucking ridiculous, okay? It's called HorribleDesigns.com. And I personally know the owner, and he's just as ridiculous as this whole fucking company is, okay? If you or someone you know loves stickers and mugs and shirts with crazy outlandish sayings on them that just are designed to catch people's attention out in public and get them to laugh and point and ask you, hey, where'd you get that t-shirt or where'd you get that sticker when they see it on your car and stuff like that y'all gotta go check out horribledesigns.com at horribledesigns.com they have all kinds of ridiculous sayings on stickers and coffee mugs t-shirts vinyl stickers 
magnets and even mouse pads okay and i'm telling you if you guys have not checked out horribledesigns.com you got to go check it out because some things are straight up great like the american muscle mouse pad it's got some awesome pictures of great muscle cars if you're into cars or you know somebody who's into muscle cars and they need some great mouse pad to have while they're on the computer working but then they also have dumbass fucking t-shirts that say things like are you staring at my ass with a picture of a donkey on it or stickers that say are you staring at my beaver with a picture of a beaver on it stuff like that man completely ridiculous shirts and stickers coffee mugs everything like that anything that you can ever think about having just to get people's attention make a statement out in public and just completely be ridiculous and to do it with some horrible designs at the exact same time and like i said i know the owner so he hooked us up with a great deal where you can save right now by using the link below in the description whenever you go there and shop you will not only support music making sense podcast but you also get a great deal on any and everything that you decide to purchase every time that you use that link right there in the description below so make sure you go check that out right now horribledesigns.com use the link below in order to get good savings go check it out buy some ridiculous shit for yourself or someone you know all right now let's get back to the show and see i want to jump in real quick so like i like what she said all right in there because Mm -hmm. right in there she was saying so much stuff she was saying video matters if i could i would do it without video but people just won't click on it without the video right and she was like we're not creating an actual music video we're just creating video content that's on point and real she gets deeper into it towards the end of the the video but but it's real and it has the music behind it we're not getting people just to to watch the video we want people to listen to the music and like the music and stuff like that and what i thought was cool too you i saw you react to it as well was she was saying that she basically runs like five different versions of the same content as instagram ads and google ads and only spends about 200 bucks over two weeks on that right that's not a lot yeah. but she just running a little bit as a test to see what's gonna go and then go from there on heading straight into that and i thought that was a hundred percent dope but like she was saying like there's, there's so much fucking information just in that little snippet man this yeah. this episode is fucking dope like i've had to listen to it twice already and i'm still trying to get everything in my head mm-hmm. well the one thing that and, and the thing that she that i that i love what wendy points out was that it was for us especially back in the day like in the 90s i mean it was it was so we you had to hit the block, you know what I'm saying? It it was like mm-hmm. she said, it was more archaic. It was that you had to hit the block. You had to have your CDs in your hand, and you had to be out there passing it out to people. I remember standing in front of Hot Topic, passing out flyers for shows. You know what I'm saying? That sort of yeah. thing. And now we're able to have just the technology. And then you brought up about one of the things that you were bringing up was about um with with what you're doing with uh shooting the content and i was thinking as you were speaking of that i was thinking about um iphone filmmaking school uh filmmaking school they have actual courses showing mm-hmm. us how to use our iphones to shoot film yeah and yeah they do seen, that they shoot short yeah. films with iphones nowadays so yeah. you can't say me you can't shoot music videos you do the same no. thing. And I'm just funny because you're bringing up that. And two, I've got, there's this, um, I, I, I put, I tagged you in the TikTok posts on them. Um, but there's, uh, this, uh, there's these Safeway workers 
over here where mm. I where I live. And you were called, telling me about them a while back. Break Room Chronicles, yes. Right. Dude, yeah, yeah. I was just talking to Lanisha today, and I'm telling you, the, the thing is that with what they're doing and just the, li the, the lives that they're making an impact on is amazing, dude. Like, they're talking, I mean, they're people calling, they're, they're huge in Uganda. Mm-hmm. They're huge. So yeah, and they probably never left the country, but they're huge in Uganda. No, See, that, no, yeah, that's the thing yeah. too. That's the beauty of the internet. That's what I love yeah. about the fucking internet. Everybody, dude, I, I've made content about this until my fucking eyes bleed. But mm -hmm. I have people always say the old school minded people, mm -hmm. yo, you got to be known in your city locally before you can go globally. And I'm like, no, that doesn't work anymore. It's not nope. necessary. There are over three and a half billion people on the internet and growing and like at least half of them speak English as at least a second language, if not a first. Yeah. So it's like there's no city on the planet that has anywhere near a billion people. You know what I'm saying? Like what's the biggest one? Like 10 million people maybe, right? Yeah. Like, dude, you would have to literally spend your whole fucking day all day every day for like a month straight just to even reach a quarter of the population on the ground hand to hand to these motherfuckers in, in like the biggest city in in the country in the world right yeah you can do that in a fraction of a second with a fraction of the time and a fraction of the money and reach exponentially more people just like what you said break room chronicles people that work at a fucking safeway in washington seattle washington are reaching people in uganda right all the way across the fucking planet completely on the opposite side right the whole other mm -hmm. hemisphere like, yep. that's what I'm trying to get through to people. You know, it's like, stop trying to be the king of your fucking city. Yep. Like, you ain't got to be the king shit. of the block no more, man. You no, got you it's got like trying wild, to be the best TV repairman. Audience. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's, it's like trying to be the world's best TV repairman in your in your area. It's like, okay, go ahead. You're, you're already out of work before you guys started. You know what I'm saying? Because because There's you know Roku, people are all television, Apple mm -hmm. TV. They're all those, and you can and you can get subscriptions to own those televisions to put your own tv content. type of tv yeah shows you can get your own channel on there yeah mm -hmm. yeah you can get your own channels as well too and see that's the mm -hmm. thing too is is that like the possibilities are fucking endless nowadays man i had something i was gonna it say is. i can't remember the top of my head what it is now but but like you can you can do so much more now you know you yeah. don't it's just it's it's aggravating like because we limit ourselves yeah. and here's why and i and i thought about this too even within me and you know and and thank you for saying what you're saying as far as you like what the course is like because i think that's something that I, I think with with us is that we definitely need to show we need to show our artistry like i think mm -hmm. i mean i think you and i we 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 have a great gift of gap but i think if <laughs> And we definitely have the talent. And, and it's not right. a dip, not a diss at all. I mean this, but I think the fact that you and I are artists, we need to showcase those things. Like we need to showcase yeah. our artistry at times. Like there are moments, like, like how you were saying, like with you doing those verses, right? When people start to see that, they're going to be like, okay, now I understand what he's talking about because it's like, let's, let's apply what we what we talk about 
Let's show right. it. Right. And yeah, and that's the thing is that that's that's kind of where I've been running into the thing with my imposter syndrome issue that I already have is mm-hmm. is that like, you know, I I don't have a ton of time to focus on so many different things at once because I have a full-time regular job and now I'm trying to, and I'm trying to build my other stuff over here to where I can supplement. Like if I didn't have my full-time job to do, right. If I was making money in, in a shorter period of time, making as much money, if not more, and I had more time available to where I could do the showing and the telling, then okay, mm-hmm. cool. But right now I only have time to do either one or the other. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Let me figure out how to do it as efficient as possible. So I'm like, okay, I'll go out for like two hours, one day, and fucking film a bunch of content really quick, edit it down really short, nothing fucking fancy, just Mm -hmm. some simple fucking shots with the music on and words up on the screen for captions, done, right? Like simple shit, show people how to fucking do it and show people, look, this is how you can just get started by yourself for free with only a couple of hours that you're spending. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It's not that fucking difficult, right? And then like, then I got, like you said, now I got something to show people. I'm like, look, watch this. This is a fucking free course. Check out what I did with this. I'm going to put it up on, you know, put some of it up on YouTube and stuff like that. But the actual like how to behind the scenes is going to be in the actual course. It's like, look, check out this fucking course. Implement it. Look how easy it is. Like, cause I had an argument with, with an artist last Friday and this is what kind of spurred me to want to do it. And then I started listening more and more to Nick D is he was like, yeah, man, but you know, I got a full-time job and a family, man. I really don't have a lot of time. I'm like, motherfucker, I guarantee you got more time than I do. I was like, I work at least 40 hours a week at a restaurant that I manage. I have a fucking two kids that, you know, I I take care of and stuff like that. I also have, um, you know, my own business where I do multiple different things. I do coaching, consulting for artists, building websites. I have a couple of podcasts that I work with on the back end, helping with video editing as well as setup. Then I also have this podcast right here that I do all the video editing for, as well as, you know, actually sit here and fucking shoot with KP. I also have another podcast that I'm a part of called The Weathered Report. And we only do that twice a month, but still, I'm affiliated with them with that, helping him build that, helping Bruce build that up a little bit, as well as going to start working on the video editing and stuff like that. And I told him, I was like, look, man, I have a lot less time than you do, and you're making fucking excuses. And I'm pissed off with all y'all always saying this shit, so I'm about to just fucking do it and show y'all. You know what I'm saying? And Because it's not difficult. And you know what? I brought it up last night, too, how... Whenever I was uh, I was talking with people at the weather report, we were off air and stuff, and I was telling them my frustration with this shit. And mm-hmm. uh, Ken, who's an artist, a hell of an artist, like 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 visual artist, like artwork, and he can play some musical instruments as well too. But like, yeah. I think he really really stands out with his his drawing and painting and stuff like that. But but I told him how that one person was like, yeah, man, I got a lot of content ideas I want to do. I just gotta get a camera first. And he goes, well, that dude's already fucking up. Wait, I'm paraphrasing and putting him into my own language, right? right, right He's like, right. well, that, that, that guy's already fucking up because, yeah, if he goes and gets a camera, well, now he has to spend all the time learning how to use that camera. Use you that already know camera. how to use your phone camera. You know what I'm saying? Because no. people don't understand that a DSLR camera has a fuck ton of settings just on the video, let alone all the fucking still image settings that they have, right? And like I told, like I told him, I'm like, yeah, you're 100% right. One of my sons spent his whole freshman year in photography class and 
just now has a decent grasp of how to use that fucking camera. He spent a whole school year learning how to use the camera and right. just now knows how to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, you want to go get a because they think, oh, it shoots better quality. Yeah. But there's so many different settings on the video aspect with the fucking lighting ratio and auto zoom and all kinds of other craziness. Mm-hmm. It's so much simpler on your fucking phone because it does all that stuff automatically for you, you know, and. Yeah. That I think people are fucking up so much with stuff like that, man. It's it's fucking it's it's fucking it's so aggravating. Yeah, but and I'm it's going to show. I, and and show. The, like what you said, yeah. we got to show. Yeah, because it's easy, for yeah, me. What show. it was was that. Yeah, for me, what it was is like it was hard. Like I was explaining to you about with with with, with um my drumming, I I would put those videos out there, and I'm one of those people that. I'll put out my video even if I look like a failure, right? Right. And I faced a lot of criticism for the stuff that I did, but I put it out there, right? I just put it on out there. Fine, fuck it. They're going to criticize me. And then you know what I ended up doing is that I ended up deleting those videos. So I'm going, so now I'm like, okay. I'm starting to dig into my mindset and I'm going to, and I start, start, now I'm starting to write down my visuals. Also Mm. buying the type, the type of things that I need in order to get them. Now I'm not talking about the cameras and stuff. For me, it's image. It's the Mm -hmm. way I look. Right. So now that's why if you guys want to get, you guys don't know this, but I got this big ass. Some of y'all do if y'all watch some of my if y'all do look at my videos, but I got this badass cape. Right? right. Ark saw it already, right? Yeah, you showed so it to me last week. Cape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got this badass cape, and then I'm gonna get some I got some uh I'm gonna get myself some boots, some like really uh platform boots and shit, right? Um, mm-hmm. but I have a really crazy ass look that I have imagined in my head and wanted and I posted that video on I posted my picture on TikTok, and this brother goes on there and says, says about me, this brother is lost. No, because of the I knew yeah. I knew exactly what he meant, right? I know what he's and saying was, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Right. So mm. I'm think so. Here's the thing, guys, is that I know that I face a lot of backlash, and it's because yeah. of what I stand for. Now I have to be strong in the pocket, if you will, and say, Mm -hmm. okay, the negative comments that I get for that stuff is what I want. Yeah. So it's like, what am I, what I got to pick, pick what poison do I want to feast on the most? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to be the mongoose going after the snake, right? The cobra, Mm -hmm. which one am I going to be, which, which, which venom am I going to be immune to the most? So I could just go ahead and kill the bastard and fucking go ahead and and eat. Right. Exactly. And I have to think like that, y'all. And it's like, it's weird, but like, it's like, okay. And that's where shout out Natasha Brito to Natasha who talks about visual identity, right? We all, Mm -hmm. because we all have them. Taylor Swift has one. Beyonce has one. Jay-Z has one. Immortal Technique has one. Kiss has one. All of them, right? So mm-hmm. that's the thing. I was like, you know, that's what I have to, that's the thing that I do need to focus on. And along with my voice, which is my craft and the lo- and, and and the lyrics, right? Because I've also got friends and fam and, you know, fan people who want to hear my voice, 
They want mm-hmm. to hear me sing. I got friends who hit me up saying they miss me singing. They miss hearing me sing. So think of, and they ain't really say that about my drumming. They say it about my singing, right? right. So that tells you right there, listen to your people. The people yeah, who really want to, who are telling you the specific skill that they want to hear, the people you know who are going to gravitate towards that and say, they're telling you, bro, I love hearing you sing. Man, when you going to get back out there on stage again, man? When you going to be wearing the badass, what happened all the badass clothes and all that shit? When you get people saying that stuff, that's where it's like, yo, that's yeah. what they want. Absolutely. That's what they're looking for. And that reminds me of one part here in this video. I was going to show another part, but once you said that, I'm like, oh, fuck, there's a different part. So uh, <laughs> yeah, let me, just, let me just go ahead and tie it into to this other part right here. Wendy, I have a question. And if it's the same answer as one of your other questions, just repeat it because that's what people need. They need to be drilled with the answer. Yes. Yes. It's just a different way to structure the question. Repetition. There are over 60,000, 70,000 songs released every day, right? Yes. As an artist. Just as Spotify. A, yeah, just on Spotify. As an artist, as an independent artist, how do you stand out, right? Because if you're trying to get all the songs released on the same day, you want the attention, right? Correct. You're the artist that wants at least a percent of that attention. I don't know. Correct. How do you get attention? How do you stand out against 60,000 other songs released on the same day you did? The real answer to that is by any means necessary. And, and I realize that, that that's not the answer you're looking for. So I'm going to drill down even further <laughs> for you. Um, you've, first of all, the, the song has to be amazing. Okay. And that's one of the things that a lot of artists don't do. And, and I'm going to make an urban reference because my world is, is rap and, mm-hmm. and pop. So I'm going, to, I'm going to make a rap reference. When you're making a song you have to be able to put it between Jay-Z and Kanye and it has to sound as good. Mm. You can't go from the first song and then it dips a little bit right. and then the quality goes back up. The quality has to be even across the board. So if you can't do that right out the gate, you're fucked. Then on top of that, you need to understand who your market is because if you have a song that's perfect for women who are, 24 to 36 and you're marketing to men that are 13 to 15 again you're fucked so you really need to understand who's going to want to hear your song and why they're going to want to hear the song and then you're going to have to start making content that shares who you are why you made that song for them what's so great about your song and then put that out as well. So not only do you have the song out there that's competing, but now you've got content out there that's trying to go out and, and explain to people why you made that song, why it's for them, why they should listen, who you are, how you grew up, what your hobbies are, what you like to do, how you think, do you smoke weed? Do you not smoke weed? Do you prefer to drink? What do you drink? How did you grow up? Are you an athlete? These are things that people really want to know about you. So those little tidbits of content are going to make somebody go, huh, I can relate to this. Wow. This is how this person handles stress. Let me go listen to their song and check it out. And that's how you stand out. Because I always, I always tell my clients, it's like filling a room with balloons that are like half inflated, right? So they're all at the same level 
and you want your balloon to poke mm -hmm. up. So mm -hmm. either it's going to have to have a little bit more helium or it's going to have to be a different color or it's going to have to be mm -hmm. a different shape. There's something that's going to have to make it stand out mm -hmm. and you control that. You control the balloon that you're putting into that room of other balloons. You control your song. So either it's going to stand out because of the content, it's going to stand out because of the, the topic, it's going to stand out just from the song, the beat, the, 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 the flow, there's something that's going to have to really stand out. And if that doesn't work, you're just going to have to go and punch Chris, Chris Brown in the face on video. <laughs> yeah. out. By any means necessary. Minutes, <laughs> you do something stupid, you get five minutes yeah. because they're going to be on to the next stupid mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was a funny way to end right there, but she's a hundred percent on point and it's a hundred percent on point with what KP was just saying and what me and KP have been saying for months while we've been doing this podcast. Right. Like she knows a hundred percent. I mean, she's been doing rap coalition for fucking ever, right? Decades. Ever. And so like, she knows this Nick D right there. He knows this from, they both know it from firsthand. Right. Yeah. And we're sitting here talking to y'all, telling y'all, look, you can do the same fucking thing. We try to work with artists and help them do the exact same thing. You know what I'm saying? But, but, you know, it just, sometimes it takes somebody that people look up to, to say the same fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been saying this for forever. You know what I'm saying? She gets yeah. to a point a little bit later on. And maybe we can play that here in a second about about starting a fucking podcast, basically about having other content that's non music related. Oh, dude, that exactly. Good idea. Like, yeah, that. what? That, but I'm just saying, yeah, like that's what she is talking about right there. She's like, "Who are you? How'd you grow up? Do you smoke weed? Do you not? Do you drink? What do you do?" Like your interest, and people are like, "Huh, I like, I resonate with that. Let me listen to their music now. See what mm -hmm. she's saying right there is she's not saying keep pushing your music, only talk about your music. No, she's saying. Put yourself out there. Tell people who you are, and then they will resonate and go listen to your music. Just like Nick D. He was like, I just got this thing where I'm just chilling, chilling having fun, cracking jokes with my buddy, and I make music on the other page. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Different pages. Stuff like that as well, too. You know? So you in other words... Yeah, but but before you do, uh, there's uh. I was I posted about I told you about this post I made with Ray Daniels, and mm. the one thing I noticed is that people were getting upset in there because they were talking about talent and clout, the whole talent versus clout thing. Mm. Well, I had made my point was this: I turned around and said to them because Ray Daniels is saying that, you know, if you want, he was like the problem is that. If you want, they they want clout. He was like, but you need to showcase your talent in order to get that clout. He's like, and there are so many great people out there who have talent, but they rather they rather they rather be into their talent versus showcasing it to get the clout, right? Mm -hmm. And he said that he'd rather get an artist who wants clout versus one that just has talent because the talent artist is going to constantly talk about, well, I got talent. I got talent. And that's what everybody, that's what all the old heads, that's including yes. music fans and such. What y'all do is that y'all shut out the people who are trying, who are clout, but mm -hmm. they're the ones that's winning. And your talented friends are losing because a lot of you guys who want to say y'all want to see talent, 
Y'all don't know how to grab your fucking camera phone and showcase and turn it on and put it on there and showcase that artist, that instrumentalist, that guitarist, that bassist, that drummer. Y'all don't showcase their talent. Right. Absolutely. You guys go in there and you can go online and y'all sit up here and y'all will complain and complain about how they're not. Y'all don't the, the, the record industry don't talk about talent. They don't care about talent. No, they want you, if you got the talent, then you showcase it. You showcase it by having that little this little device right here. OK. And then this one where you talk about. You know, just podcasting where you guys, what we do is sit here and we open our mouths. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And see, the thing is, is that, you know, like he just said, if you're one of those people who will sit on your phone and bitch about how there's nobody with talent in the industry, it's all a bunch of goons who are just worried about clout. Okay. But guess what kind of content you're consuming on your phone? All the clout bullshit. So why don't you take your knowledge of the clout because obviously that's what you enjoy all day and you take that and you grab your phone and you still have it facing you but you turn your camera on facing opposite and you help out that person that you know or whatever who's got the talent who you think should be on you be their clout man and they'll be the talent man and you guys come together and you help that work out just right you know what i'm saying because yeah. it does it takes a it's a mixture between clout and talent you got to have that healthy mixture. You can't be yeah. one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? It just, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's an entitlement mindset. You think, oh, mm -hmm. I got the talent. I should be on. No, because you're not doing what's necessary. It's the entertainment yeah. industry, not the talent industry. Okay. Yes. Thank talent you. is a big part about it. Right. But mm -hmm. you have to entertain people. And if people don't find you entertaining, then your talent is irrelevant. And Nick talks about this in, in the video as well, too. I'll have to show a clip of that maybe on the on the next part or whatever. But he talks about um, um, there's a there's a part in here where he says that, you know, that, yeah, he, he says that there's plenty of people with way more talent than him. It's just they don't operate their music like a business, and he does. And that's how he's more successful. And we can go to that another time. But, yeah, let me go ahead and get to the rest of this clip it, um, about where she starts talking about more about creating non-music content and how that can actually benefit you as an artist. I love that. So content is king. Content uh, is king. That's and one. Queen. And yep. prince and princess. All of it. Content is everything. All the royalty. Yes. Uh, it's and everything. humanize yourself, right? In yes. a in a world that used to yes. where the artist, the celebrity, the whatever used to have that and aura, that untouchable thing about them. You need to humanize yourself. And yes, and people authentic. crave authenticity. Yes, yes. Especially the the generation that you're really going for if you're making music for people if you're making music for yourself ignore what i'm about to say mm -hmm. but if you're doing this as a business and you want to sell music 13 to 26 that's your sweet mm -hmm. spot mm -hmm. so if you can make music for them they are the people that are a easiest to reach and b they're the ones that are going to spend the most money mm -hmm. on music so if you're going for that golden spot figure out where to find them and go reach them but they really care about authenticity so you're going to have to come correct Absolutely right there. So that wasn't the podcast part. That was a little bit more on the other part. I think I think what we'll we'll do is we'll actually wrap this up here in a, here in a couple of minutes, and right. then we'll actually just keep on going in in the back room, and we'll shoot a part two to this um, because we're a little bit past the hour mark. But anyway, but like she was saying right there, 
you have to show authenticity. She said 13 to 26 is the sweet spot because they're the easiest to reach. Why? Because they don't have family and big career and all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? They don't have kids, multiple of them who are in sports and activities and blah, blah, blah. And they're running around all the time. That's not them, you know? Yeah, they still like to listen. You know, those people like to listen to music, but they're not the ones who 13 to 26, they can actually have, they have disposable income when they can buy some of your shit. They're they're highly impulsive, so they'll buy your shit. (laughs) That's a negative and a positive role in the one. But then then they also, like, if you want to do shows, they have more flexibility just to go to a fucking show. You can do a pop-up show for fucking 13 to 26-year-olds, and you can get a decent amount of them there. You know what I'm saying? If and guess enough, what? And, you know what and it's so beautiful you said that. Because also, believe it or not, now now that we're getting, especially in rock and metal, um, age is always, if you're, you have a better chance of having a younger audience as you get older and you have longevity. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Like if you're in my, yep. like if you're my age, and, and, which I'll be 50 in April, I have a chance to gain an audience that is around 13 to 26. Exactly. With the rock, because it's in and, and the reason and the way to do it is by having Good a visual identity that, that too. rocks and resonates with them. And remember, it's mm-hmm. the imagine it's captivating the imagination, that wild, young, mm-hmm. vibrant, e- vibrant imagination. Yeah. That's and some people in their fifties, they, they may still be, they may be responsible adults, but they still have that wild imagination and that young, wild and free mindset mm-hmm. right inside of them, but they may still be responsible. You know what I'm saying? They yep. may still, you know, take care of the family, everything like that. Like you do, you know what I'm saying? You got kids and everything like that. You take care of your hand of your business, but you still are young and wild inside and stuff like that. That vibrancy is still there. So yep. you can still attract to them. And then they also will look up to them and be like, yo, that's somebody I wish my parents were like, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that, you know? So they'll have that. But then also you don't look 50. I don't look 37. So we have that to our advantage as well too, where until they actually get to know us, they think we're around the 26 age mark. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then once they actually get to know, oh shit, he's hella old. Well, fuck man. I wish my dad or my uncle was that cool and shit like that, blah, blah, blah. And then you just deepen that. But you know, like she was saying, you have to show your genuineness. They don't handle no fake shit. That's one thing about, about you know, 13 to 26 and stuff like that yeah. is that there is so much fake out nowadays that the real is where the money is. And like what Nick was saying right there, he was like, look, the mystique of the artists and everything like that, that's gone now. People want to see real humans now. They don't want to see that artist that's this godlike figure and stuff like that up there. You know, and I think that is... on point. That little clip right there speaks volumes to everything that we've talked about on this episode and everything that we've talked about in other previous episodes as well, too. You need to be raw and real. You need to stand out and you need to create video content that's creative, that speaks to you as an individual, as well as you and your music. You can't fake the funk like we said on the last episode. I actually titled that. I don't know if you saw I titled it Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. But, but yeah, but, um, but but yeah and that was a double meaning on that one you know the backstory yeah. but but they um you know 
you got to be raw and real because that's what people resonate with, especially the sweet market. You know what I'm saying? That she was talking about and stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, take that away. Like I said, we're going to, we're going to end this and then we're going to, we're going to immediately start another one. We're still going to be wearing the same shit. I don't know. KP might want to do a costume change, but, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you know how he is with his fashion, but no we're going to do a part two and we'll probably put it in. I'm going to try to put it out within the same week as part one. So, we're going to wrap this up right here. Um, we're going to catch you all on the next episode part of this. Like I said, it's going to be part two. It's going to be titled the same thing with part two, maybe something a little bit different. We'll see how it fucking plays. But we're going to get more into this episode because this episode <clears throat> of the Independent Podcast is so chock full of shit that I want to talk about and that KP wants to talk about that that it it we can't just do it on one episode and we need no, to we we both have it so fired inside of us to try to do it next week and record it, it would just be a waste of fucking talent on our part you know what i'm saying so yeah. so yeah Absolutely. so make sure you check that out go ahead and check out the independent podcast if you want to or just wait until we put out the second part of this episode or whatever um completely your choice but um but uh yeah so catch you on the next episode y'all have a good one